He walked out, and all around Kira, the nurses continued their flurry of action, wrapping the baby for burial, scrubbing down the equipment, sopping up the blood. The mother cried, forgotten and alone. Ariel had been inseminated artificially, and there was no husband or boyfriend to comfort her. Kira obediently gathered the records for storage and analysis, but she couldn't stop looking at the sobbing girl beyond the glass. Keep your head in the game, intern, said Nurse Hardy. She pulled off her mask as well, her hair plastered with sweat to her forehead. Kira looked at her mutely. Nurse Hardy stared back, then raised her eyebrow. What does the spike in temperature tell us? That the virus tipped over the saturation point, said Kira, reciting from memory. It replicated itself enough to overwhelm her respiratory system, and the heart started overreaching to try to compensate. Nurse Hardy nodded, and Kira noticed for the first time that her eyes were raw and bloodshot. One of these days, the researchers will find a pattern in this data and use it to synthesize a cure. The only way they're going to do that is if we... She paused, waiting, and Kira filled in the rest. Track the course of the disease through every child the best we can and learn from our mistakes. Finding a cure is going to depend on the data in your hands, Nurse Hardy pointed at Kira's papers. Fail to record it, and this child died for nothing. Kira nodded again, numbly straightening the papers in her manila folder. The head nurse turned away, but Kira tapped her on the shoulder. When she turned back, Kira didn't dare to look her in the eye. Excuse me, ma'am, but if the doctor's done with the body, could Ariel hold it, just for a minute? Nurse Hardy sighed, weariness cracking through her grim, professional facade. Look, Kira, she said, I know how quickly you breezed through the training program. You clearly have an aptitude for virology and RM analysis, but technical skills are only half the job. You need to be ready, emotionally, or the maternity ward will eat you alive. You've been with us for three weeks. This is your tenth dead child. It's my 982nd. She paused, her silence dragging on longer than Kira expected. You've just got to learn to move on. Kira looked toward Ariel, crying and beating on the thick glass window. I know you've lost a lot of them, ma'am, Kira swallowed, but this is Ariel's first. Nurse Hardy stared at Kira for a long time, a distant shadow in her eyes. Finally, she turned. Sandy. Another young nurse, who was carrying the tiny body to the door, looked up. Unwrap the baby said Nurse Hardy. Her mother is going to hold her. Kira finished her paperwork about an hour later, just in time for the town hall meeting with the Senate. Marcus met her in the lobby with a kiss, and she tried to put the long night's tension behind her. Marcus smiled, and she smiled back weakly. Life was always easier with him around. They left the hospital, and Kira blinked at the sudden burst of natural sunlight on her exhausted eyes. The hospital was like a bastion of technology in the center of the city. 
so different from the ruined houses and overgrown streets, it may as well have been a spaceship. The worst of the mess had been cleaned up, of course, but the signs of the break were still everywhere, even eleven years later. Abandoned cars had become stands for fish and vegetables, front lawns had become gardens and chicken runs. A world that had been so civilized, the old world, the world from before the break, was now a borrowed ruin for a culture one step up from the Stone Age. The solar panels that powered the hospital were a luxury most of East Meadow could only dream of. Kira kicked a rock in the road. I don't think I can do this anymore. You want a rickshaw? asked Marcus. The Colosseum's not that far. I don't mean walk, said Kira. I mean this, the hospital.